Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is Meditation and Mindfulness with Rabbi Adam Klickfeld. Here's the frame for this week's meditation. Uh, we are in the Jewish tradition, mostly governed by the lunar calendar. But as we discussed a little bit on Friday's meditation, the solar calendar is meaningful to us as Jews, and it's certainly meaningful to us as Americans, as Westerners. And we all know that there's something random about the way we divide um, divide time, right? So I, I we celebrated my father's 80th birthday a week and a half ago, and, and 80 is a round number, but it's only a round number by the accident of living in a decimal system, right? Even if the notion of a year is not random, it's connected to the something celestial. The fact that 80 is more significant to us than 79 or any other number is 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 a extremely well accepted human convention, but it would have been possible for humanity to emerge and not consider a decimal system where tens are significant. But I think that when when large or when recognized tracts of time begin and end, whether or not they have holiness like the religious calendar does according to the moon in Judaism, it's an opportunity for us to a linger on the fact that human beings are uniquely good in all of creation in recognizing patterns and in using the passage of time as a way of thinking about what we want and what's important. And beginnings and endings are significant. And we're about to be, we're, we're about to be uh, beginning uh, the end of 2021, uh, a tumultuous year, uh, a year that perhaps we thought would be Maybe some of us thought it would be better than it turned out to be on the COVID landscape. Maybe some of us thought it would be worse. But it's an odometer switching. And I wanted us to meditate, not necessarily on what December 31st means and what January 1st means, but just meditate more broadly on beginnings and endings. What is evoked in our consciousness as we think about something is ending. What might it be? And your mind, when we go there, might go blank. It might go to a year. It might go to something else you're not even aware of right now. And giving you a preview, if something is beginning, something is a borning, burgeoning, what might it be? It might be that when I give you that prompt, your mind goes to a year. It might be that your mind is elsewhere in a different meditative mode, which is also wonderful. And it may be that there's something beginning that you're not even aware of in your life and reality that will come to the forefront. You never know. What we know is that when we go in and go deep and go calm and go tranquil, we find things intrinsic to ourselves and extrinsic to ourselves that we were not consciously aware of. Doesn't mean they weren't there. Just means that we weren't on that path. So longer introduction than I wanted to. Uh, with that in mind, I invite you all to place yourself comfortably and intentionally in your chair or on a couch or in a cushion if you're seated in a, in a um, kind of a cross-legged meditative position and close your eyes. And by the way, I almost always invite people to close their eyes when they meditate. There are many in the meditative mindfulness world who specifically meditate with their eyes open, which you may do as well. Some find it more challenging because it's one more stimulus you have to push away for you to get into a deep place. And for some, that challenge is actually part of the work of the meditation. So if you like, I'm going to do this meditation with my eyes Close because if I were to do it open, I'd be inevitably looking at 
you, the screen. I suppose that's the same for you as well, but you can, you can turn the screen away if you don't want to. You can look down at a 45 degree angle. And if you're doing it with your eyes closed, your eyes open, excuse me, try in your mind to reduce vision to the neurological activity of light coming in, giving your brain an indication of what image to create, but almost as if you can stop that process, even with your eyes open. The light is coming in no matter what, but you're almost not creating a vision from those stimuli. You're almost not seeing what's in front of you. You're certainly not consciously connecting to the forms or images or shapes in front of you. And therefore what you see can be pushed to the periphery of your mind, just as I encourage you to push everything but my voice and your breathing and your intentional posture to the edges of your mind. We don't eliminate them. All those they's are there. The they's of the people we're about to interact with in life, the to-do lists, the worries. We're all present. But it's as if they are oil on a liquid surface and someone dropped in a droplet of a soap pushed all of those oil droplets to the edge, creating a center that is pristine, wide open, expansive, roomy, protected. Allow the physical metamorphosis to happen in the sense that your body is going to hold the same shape, but your experience of your body is profoundly different. You have an awareness instantaneously of every joint, every muscle fiber. You're holding each position with focus and intent. And you are relishing in being inside your body, being both your body as an identity, but being inside of it. As you fall and grow heavy and descend into a comfortable, embracing, beckoning hold and simultaneously, if your mind goes there, as you soar and are unanchored from your bodily location, and you are everywhere, and you are beyond, 
connected with the whole ether of the universe. And you breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Feeling each breath as a true physiological event. Feeling the air come through your nose, its temperature, its odor. Feeling the air filling your lungs, imagining where it's going from there. Your worker bee blood cells taking the oxygen to where it's needed. And feeling each blowing out as a release, as a life-saving release. The second part of breathing, not just taking in what is needed, but extruding what is waste. And as you soar or swim or float or you feel more anchored, I want you to allow your mind to answer the following question or prompt in whatever way it chooses to, whether it's one answer that remains or a constant recharging, reshuffling of an answer. It might be answered with a word or an image or a feeling. Whatever it is, you don't know yet what it will be. Something is ending. Some things are ending. What is it? What are they? There's a finish line coming, a finality. What is it? And is it one that you are mourning? Because some ends are sad. Or is it a closing that you are celebrating? because some things ought to end. You're at the final chapter of a something or some things. What are they? And watching it come closer, what does it make you feel? Trepidation, anxiety, nervous excitement, utter neutrality. You're sometimes witness to the end of things that don't really matter, even as we observe it. Something's beginning. Something chadash, something new. 
What is it? What are they? There is a birth on the horizon, the launching, or perhaps the relaunching of something or some things in your realm. What do you see? And what do you feel upon seeing them? Don't analyze why those things are popping up in your mind. Just observe your own reaction to them. Is it the beginning of something needed, wanted, important? Or the dawn of something dreaded, potentially hurtful? Something you wish would go away before arriving? Or a combination of both? The odometer turns, the cycle nears its end, followed by an inevitable beginning. Something has reached its completion. and something is just starting out. And we are witness to it all. When you're ready, you can open your eyes. I'll share with you the closing prayer. I'll say it together three times. And just because we haven't gone through this in a while, there might be some new viewers. There are some who, the first time they read the last of these four inexorables, they bristle at it, that we're asking to be free from burdening attachment to loved ones. 
which doesn't seem to be a great way to live in relationship. And my understanding of this from within the uh, Tibetan Buddhist approach to reality is that we want to be attached to loved ones, but we don't want to be burdensomely attached to loved ones with the word not referring to the general notions of burden and responsibility that come with caring for someone, but the parts of relationship that are more burdened than they are worth and that are unhealthily so. And so I think it's a worthy prayer that we, we want to have an equanimity about life and the people we live life with. And for the most part, we want to be able to be in um, loving and um, healthily balanced relationship with the ones that we care for without them feeling too much like an un intolerable burden on our shoulders. That's my midrash and what that line means. We'll read it three times. May we and all beings have happiness in the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering in the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness in the causes of happiness. We all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. We all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. And may we live in great equanimity free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. You all shalom and namaste and happy new year. And may your endings be as you want them to be. And may your beginnings be delightful. Bye everybody. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.